Hello, hello, hello. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to another edition of the Blacksmith's Furnace with, with me, Pete. My lap mole. The heavy hitters out here. In the building. Robert is being a pagan. The lesser the lesser third of the furnace is being a pagan. Yeah. So might be generous. Hold it down. Third yeah, might yeah, be yeah. generous. Might be a quarter. Eighth. 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 Oh, my. One eighth. One twenty-fifth. <laughs> Are we even missing anyone? Doesn't feel like Bro. it. <laughs> yeah, it's mad. She's <laughs> being a pagan, so yeah, we're gonna hold it down. We'll hold it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know it's 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 super late. It's about two hours almost since we normally oh past yeah, when we normally facts. record. Yeah. Um, so gonna make it quick. But should we do a quick? Sorry, not sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go one for one. one. For one. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've actually got a question for you. Okay. Um, so my question is, let me give you an example of the question uh, mm. before I ask it, or example of what I'm asking. So the Bible says, do not worry about what you say when you are called to trial. You know, mm. when you're called, the Holy Spirit would give you what you mm. need to say in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the context of that says, you know, they were being called to trial. And that's mm-hmm. where the Holy Spirit would give them what they need to say. Yeah. My question is, based on that example, is the context restricting the Holy Spirit to only giving them what they need to say under those circumstances? Mm. Or is this a characteristic of the Holy Spirit that is demonstrated there and thus can be applied to different circumstances, different contexts? Contexts? Oh, that's a, context. <laughs> that's a yeah, different contexts. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like this is a trap question. It is I feel a trap like question. Go ahead. trap card activated. <laughs> I think I think that there there is a there is a clarification in the context, in that they're being put on trial for their faith. Okay. It's specifically for their faith. It's not mm. just you just you manslaughter your guy before the thing, and the Holy Spirit's going to talk through you. Mm. It's you're being put on trial for your faith. So it's it's directly tied to persecution, mm. um, which then um, indicates that if if you are suffering for your faith, don't worry about your defense. Don't worry right. about what you're going to say. Um, you can trust in God to to grant you the, to lead you and grant you the wisdom to know what to say in mm. defense for, for your faith. And if it is a case of being a martyr, then then unfortunately or fortunately you, you, you can embrace that mm. knowing that there will be a reward. There will be something on the other end and many giants in faith have been martyred for their faith. Mm. Yeah. I, my, my question is more so, so I appreciate that. My question more so is, is that the only context within which the spirit can do that? So the reason no. I asked that the trap card, okay. The trap yeah. card is, let me reveal the trap card is that verse can then be used to say, you're going into exam. The Holy Spirit will remind you. <laughs> I'll give you what you need <laughs> as you're writing the oh, exam. Yeah, I, I do believe the Holy Spirit can and will often remind you. Um, but I also remember that um, Paul says to Timothy, meditate on these things because the Holy Spirit will illuminate them. And mm-hmm. so it's not a case of, flunk your revisions don't mm-hmm. do any revisions just go in and be like holy spirit just bring it bring it bring yeah. it like that that is that is um is wishing mm. that, that that i would almost say that is new age spirituality <laughs> mm. um because the bible actually tells us to meditate on the word and yeah. god will grant awareness Mm-hmm. And so if you seek to, and he says, study the word to show yourself approved. There's, there's um, current, there's um, not current, consistent encouragement to, um, to take in the word. Even all the leaders, all, all, the, all the righteous leaders anyways, were told to meditate on the word of God. Yeah. In the Old Testament, the kings and stuff were told, yo, do not let this book depart from your mouth. Like, do not let it depart from your heart. Um, and that is the means by which God will lead you. So even though God is going to you, um, reveal all truths, there is an understanding that you you already are acquainted to some degree with the truth. And I think one thing that 
one clarification that was super helpful for me and I think a lot of people overlook is that the New Testament mm. assumes a familiarity with the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. And so there's, there is this assumption in the writings, in the apostles and stuff like that, in the apostles' epistles and stuff like that, that, yo, you, to some degree, are already acquainted with the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. I think the only exception is Mark or well, one of the few exceptions is Mark. And Mark really explains the customs and the traditions. Mm. Um, and that, because it was written specifically to Gentiles, I believe. Mm. But outside of that, it was it was a case of which they, there's an some assumption. Some of Paul's letters that does that as well. Yeah, some, some of them do that. presumes yeah. that you don't know anything. But yeah, yes, no. yes. So, so, um, so yeah. I guess the question, the question then becomes, or not then becomes, but the question then is, that same sort of freedom that allows us to say, okay, the verse in its context was referring to this specific thing. However, yeah, yeah. this thing is something that the Holy Spirit can do. And so, mm -hmm. you know, maybe it's in a different situation. And he said, you've done the revision, the Holy Spirit can remind you of what you yeah. need, or, you yeah. know, you've meditated on the word, the Holy Spirit can remind you of what you need to say from the word. Why can't we apply that same freedom with 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 wisdom but why can't we apply that same freedom to for instance i can do all things through christ who strengthens me which in the context was paul talking about abounding and and abating and you know the, basically living for christ yeah and god christ me enabling him to do that why yeah. can't we apply that to other situations i can do all things through christ who strengthens me so maybe i can i don't know um i can preach to in a congregation, despite my fear, because I oh, can do yeah, all things. Most, through... most, yeah, 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 yeah. See, that's the trick. Yeah. That's the trick right there. Most because I said something that's holy. <laughs> Why can't I apply it to? I can do this work and get paid because <laughs> I can do all things. <laughs> I mean, it's it's there's a difference between. I think is there. I have uh, there's a difference between preaching and doing this work to get paid. Now, mm. yes, if 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 it's a case of. Um, I need to find a job to feed my family. Mm -hmm. Like we, I'm not, I'm not even going to try, like make all righteous and stuff. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. Not, I need a job in it. Like mm -hmm. I need a job. Mm -hmm. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yes, there's that's still acceptable. Is, that that is acceptable. And, and right, I feel there's, like there's still right. is no, no. There, there still is the the requirement of activity on your end. Yeah. Hmm. And so it doesn't absorb your, I'm just going to sit here and a job is going to come like, so it's like you need to, and, and that's almost a coupling between faith and works. Mm. You've got faith mm. that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Mm. Um, that needs to be coupled with activity. Mm. Okay. And knowing that um, if this is the will of God, mm -hmm. things will line up. Okay. You know, like that man had to be dropping some local Calvinist doctrine into the thing with the sovereignty and all of them things there. We're getting alignment. Um, oh, that's yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. That's cool. So, yeah, I, I, I do think because the life of the believer, there is no separation between sacred and secular. Mm. So everything that you shouldn't, do... There shouldn't be. There shouldn't be. And, yeah. Um, and so in everything that you do, by virtue of you being there and the Holy Spirit being in you, you have just made that thing sacred. Mm. Mm. Um, which is even, which makes sin even for a Christian even more heinous mm. because you have just meshed your body, which houses the Holy Spirit into this sin that you just committed. Um, and that, like, God and sin don't mix. And so you've almost formed an unholy union, which shouldn't be. Um, and I say you loosely because it's we. we. We all fall short. Um, so, yeah, everything that you approach, everything that you engage in by virtue of the Holy Spirit being in you, there's an element of that being sacred. And so God, yes, is able, the Holy Spirit is able to strengthen you, to grant you the wisdom and to say what you need to say. And I, I would even say, yo, it even trickles down to non-Christian um, non, 
um, what's it, conflict-orientated conversations and stuff, the Holy Spirit can drop words of wisdom, words of knowledge or whatever, just in day-to-day situations um, and lead you in different ways. I think when you mentioned I can do all things in Christ, there's a funny story. I was in, I was in the gym. And, I, bro, bro, I was in the gym. This guy's trying to bang weights. And I hear him grunting, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I'm like, bro, I don't know how I feel about this contextualization. You know, I really don't. I really don't. That's mad. Bro, like, it's mad. So firstly, I was like, oh, so you're a Christian then? But I've heard some wild stuff recently. Yeah. That I'm like, yo, man can even quote scripture, but that don't even yeah. solidify your like there was this video of this woman who had who was walking down and going down an alleyway on Halloween and there was this black guy just standing there with a mask on. Mm. So obviously she's scared. And one of her comments was, I'm carrying my grandma's ashes around my neck. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. I'm like, yo. What? Yo, yo, how did we mesh these two things? That's, that's two different books, mate. Bro. That's two different books. I'm like, yo. That is two references. That's not one reference. Bro, when she first said no weapon formed against me will prosper, I was like, yeah, I'm there with you. I'm there. Yeah, and then she's like, ashes. I've got my grandma's ashes. I'm like, yo, what? <sighs> yeah. Is one, one of them two? Or, what's going on? Bro. I'm like, yo. <laughs> plan A is these ashes. If that don't work, plan B is a rival. Yeah. And it's reminding me of people that are like, I'm burning sage in my house reading the Psalms to yeah. ward away all, to all the way, All the bad energies. I'm like, bro, yeah. what? Yeah. Um, so there, there are some some mixes that I'm just yeah. like, yeah, yeah, this don't. You're just on some, weird, some yeah. weird stuff. Um, so yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I genuinely, I genuinely thought I'd catch you out with that. To be honest, I didn't. I feel like if I asked you this maybe a few years ago, your answer would have been very different. Probably. I, I feel, I feel Probably. like I might have caught you then. But yeah, no. Probably. No. I'm, no. I, I yeah. think I'm liberal enough and grounded enough, if I say so myself, to mm. to be able to flow through this. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think my question That's for that. you is a practical one on my end. Um, I, I am currently. Um, praying through a church to go through, go to, mm. um, and so, what would be your advice to someone in my shoes, or even to me, mm. when looking for a church? Hmm. I, I feel like we've answered this question as well. Yeah, I, I think I've asked, I've in asked general, in yeah. general, I think like being specific to yourself and your knowledge. Um, and sort of where you are at in your in your faith and you know all of those things makes it makes the answer somewhat different. Um, but I think I think the first thing that comes to mind, and I don't know this this might not necessarily be like normally when we answer questions here. I think we're thinking of everyone listening, sort of thing. Mm. Um, but yeah, not that I'm prophetic in any way. But speaking to you directly, I think. It's um, it's the first thing that comes to mind is not that it's not just about you, but that the church has to be like it has maybe the priorities in terms of who the church serves. <coughs> the priority list might be different. It mm. might not necessarily be this needs to serve me, and so when I come here, I want to yeah. get theological, you know, theological perfection and the, the praises must be this and the worship must be this but I feel like the priority list changes to Leia, Noah you know, a church that serves them and then if maybe the preacher isn't as you know you know super you know articulate as you're used to mm. you know and you go to church and, and you know the, the vicar is doing something you know it's not bad, but you know my standards are higher. Or I'm a better preacher mm. than this person. But the kids' church there is real, yeah. and you can see Leia was like super happy, or that people are engaging with the kids. Um, and and you know we're 
gems as well maybe gems is super happy with what she's going to see and, and stuff like that mm. and you might have a niggly feeling i think my thing to you would be because of where you are at your standards might be super high yeah um and so i think the priority those standards shouldn't be ignored but i feel like that your priority list should somewhat reverse to what's going to be best for leia and noah and gems yeah and then yourself and in as much as you also need to be fed it's like i feel like yeah i, I that's that's the first thing that's come to mind is, is just mm. you know, look for a church for the kids not necessarily yeah. for yourself yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is but... which is yeah yeah and, and, and yeah as i said not that your standards should then slip at all mm. but it, you know if, if you just rever- if you re- reverse the priority list then i think the 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 checklist becomes different if that makes sense yeah yeah so so that would be that would be one thing um yeah and i think the second thing was as you were doing sort of have a feel around and and be be mindful of how your spirit is what what the spirit is saying you know what the spirit is saying and i think you mentioned last time that you're giving every church almost like a couple of tries, mm. you know, to, to get a flavor of what's normal here, which I mm. think is wise as well. Um, but yeah, just listen to the spirit, man. Let the spirit lead you in this. Um, yeah. 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 No, I, I really like the, I really like the, the coupling of that. Cause yeah, it is, as you said, um, I don't, I don't particularly think that I will find a church that, um, ticks all the boxes. Mm. Every church will have some some room for growth, but yeah, you're right in that. For me, it's how do my children feel in this church? Yeah. Um, yeah. How how do my children feel in this church? Do they? How free are they? How? Yeah, free to worship, free to engage, free to be themselves, just free to enjoy and 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 participate in the life of the church. Um, how do I see them engaging? Mm-hmm. And then, like, secondly, and just a notch below is how is Gems engaging? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. How is Gems engaging? Because for, for the most part, I'm daily in a Bible study, I'm daily in a devotion, I'm daily in these things, and I've got, like, multiple touch points mm-hmm. with the Bible on a daily basis. And so... For me, it's more so, um, it's shifting more so to <clears throat> community than the actual word for me. Because mm. so I know that people may not hit the word in a way that I'm anticipating, but it's like, what is the community saying? How is this environment conducive for growing in faith? Mm. Um, rather than you hitting all the theological touch points and, and inflections and stuff that I may have held before. Mm. So yeah, I think I think that's spot on. And yeah, just reaffirming just the kids was helpful. Mm. So yeah, that was good. Don't, don't. Good sign up, sorry. Good sign up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That was fairly amicable. I feel like uh, <laughs> this next part might not be. Yeah, so, come on, this, this is the this is the <laughs> I'll let you introduce the next part because we um, know what we're gonna talk about. So Sunday. I went to Peter's church. I'm not sure. Unannounced. Unannounced. And that's that's the thing I, I said to all the people that I'm visiting their churches. Oh, I'm just going to turn up. You're not going to know when. You're not going to I'm just going to turn up. <laughs> I did it. Jesus, like... <laughs> you know, like that. I'm just going to rock into the door. You're just going to see the presence of God just flowing from my direction. The, the funniest thing is I didn't even want you to know that I was coming. But I, the sat-nav took me. Well, I didn't read uh, the right direction for the, from the sat nav so I got to a wrong the wrong place it's a, it's a weird one yeah the thing is I went to the back of the church and he actually said you have arrived so I'm like oh okay but I don't know how to get in yeah. so Gems now went out and walked around the whole thing to see oh, if she can get in yeah. um so I just wanted to turn up um to just yeah but I had to call PR he was in worship so it didn't quite connect Mm. And I started cussing into my wife, but it's cool. Um, <laughs> you didn't know that, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I didn't actually cuss you, but yeah, there were some choice words. <laughs> no, because I ignored the first call because I saw it on my on my watch, mm. and I thought, oh, maybe it was a butt dial or something because it's Sunday. And then, and so I didn't even clock that maybe you were coming. 
And then you mm. called again. And then I was like, oh, wait, hold on. And so I asked Anita to um, call you. And then as I was asking her, I saw that you were calling her. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, then yeah. five minutes later, I see you in. I was like, okay, Come cool. on. So yeah, it's trying to visit different churches. Um, and... Peter dropped a sermon about um so it, it was it was dope. I got there unannounced and Peter was giving a sermon. Come on. His sermon was about Halloween, mm. um, which which was a controversial topic. I think whenever people speak about Halloween and Christmas and birthdays and stuff like that, it's always interesting to catch their perspectives. But mm. regardless of how well you preach it, it will always be a controversial topic. Because there are so many varying positions no, and perspectives and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it, it was a good, it was a good sermon. He, he gave, I'm saying he, like, you're not, you're not here. You I gave, um, three pointers in terms of looking at evaluating things, engagement of different things. Mm. And I think I, I felt like the, the sermon itself, the presentation of the sermon itself was very authentic to who you are. Mm. Um, the way your mind works and the way you approach things, um, it was very authentic to it. And for me, that is that is a good sign of both you and the church to be able to listen to your sermon at the church and still recognize you. Because hmm. um, for some people, when they step on the when they when they're behind the pulpit, they morph into something else. Yeah, yeah. they're they're like this. Uh, this King James Power Ranger or whatever. Yeah. It's just, it's different. Yeah. Um, but to be able to recognise that and even to see Ania uh, engage and then seeing the different people, I was like, okay, this is a this is a church that um, really holds um, authenticity and freedom um, and allows people to really be themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and the dopest thing is at the end of the thing, they was like, oh, has anyone got any remarks? I was like, oh, so down. <laughs> I didn't know we were doing that. I have been taking notes. I did want to put my hand up. Um, but I was like, you know what? Nah, it's cool. I'm not going to get into reputation this. This, this is, yeah, this, I'm not going to get into this, get into it right now because it will be like a half an hour conversation mm. and there's, there's, there's a sermon to go through. I mean, there's a the rest of the service to go through. Mm. Um, so yeah, would you, would you like to give a synopsis? Yeah, so context? I mean, the... The, the the TLDR of the sermon was essentially it was a view on Christian liberty and on ways to um, assess things that the Bible isn't necessarily explicit on. Mm. Um, and so it was the three points were, is my conscience clear in doing this? Mm-hmm. Does this um, present a stumbling block to someone else? Mm-hmm. And does this compromise my Christian witness? Um, and that sort of falls, I think, well under Christ's summary of the law, which is love God and love your neighbor. Mm-hmm. And it was in loving God, you want to do what pleases him. And that ends up normally being uh, being clear on your conscience. And so what you're yeah. doing, if you're doing it in thought of pleasing God, you know, you have a clear conscience on that. But then also in loving your neighbor in loving your Christian neighbor, you don't want to cause them to stumble. You don't want to because you have freedom to drink um, then cause them who don't have that freedom or don't believe that to then stumble and and be like, you know, what's going on there. And then you also don't want to compromise your witness to your non-Christian neighbor because you ultimately don't want them to go to hell. And so anything that will prevent them from seeing Christ in you, you want to avoid. Um, And then I sort of through that lens looked at three ways that maybe Halloween can be um, approached, which is to reject, redeem, or receive, um, and gave you sort of an argument for all of those, that yeah. through those three lenses, I think can still be acceptable to God. So there's the one that receives it and makes arguments about Christmas and Easter and birthdays and all other things that have pagan roots. There's the one that rejects it because they can't in clear conscience engage with a holiday that is quite literally celebrating the dead and evil mm. and there's those that redeem it and say look it's a holiday we're going to make it something else we're going to do harvest or we're going to do reformation day or we're going to mm. do whatever um uh in similar fashion to 
when I think it's Alexander that when he came into power, you know, co-opted Christmas into the celebration of the winter solstice oh. and into the fertility thing, they made Easter, you know, you redeemed those things into something that's uh, acceptable to you, but still occurs on the same day to, you know, for convenience as it were. Um, and and on the, each one, I was like, there's an argument that can be made. The mm. underlying thing is that we do not judge one another in these things. Yeah. Um, and then I read from Romans 8, I believe, um, in, in as much as there's loads of chapters, there's Corinthians, First Corinthians, um, but I, I chose Romans eight because I think it talks about everything, um, mm. and yeah, sort of summarized it there. So that's the yeah. elevator pitch of the sermon, which uh, dope. Yeah. dope, and yeah, like for the most part, it 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 yeah, it went it went it went down well. There's a couple of comments I was gonna make, but it's like this isn't the context for that. So, which yeah. actually you could have made, and and would have been fine because it's funny when when I tend to preach, it's there's a point I want to get across, and I don't do anything else. So I finished early. Mm. We finished okay. really early, um, and and that was why Annie also felt free to open up the the room for remarks and, and responses. Um, so you could you could very well have done, and no one would have looked at you sideways or anything. Okay. Um, um, I, there's wisdom also in not being a not presenting yourself like this. The problem child. <laughs> And on, on my first official time there with the family, it's like, oh, so he came beefy with Peter for no reason, you know, like that. Man, them dropping sermons and that's oh, is Mo gonna be there? I need to be on point. Um, nah, nah. Yeah, it's. I, I think so. In as much as the the delivery was you, I felt like you. So, and it, and it may be because you were given a framework for the entire church, mm. but I felt like you didn't take a stance. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And I need to point that out as well, yeah. And yeah. I was like, this this isn't the Peter that I know in mm. that, especially from the podcast, there's normally a stance that you will take, yeah. even within the liberty, mm. there's normally a stance that you will take. And for me... It, it left a. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm, I use this word intentionally, but cautiously at the same time. It left a taste of like timidity. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that isn't that isn't to like bring you down or anything, but it's just yeah, like yeah. I wondered where that came from. I yeah. wondered if it was the environment. Right. So yeah. that's so now I was looking at the church from the perspective of the peer that I know. Mm would would draw would stand somewhere yeah and mm. wouldn't hesitate sharing his stance wouldn't mm. hesitate mm. um because that's that's very much part of your character so that's on that the delivery was you mm. but you didn't you didn't follow through to the degree that i normally en engage with you following through and, and so for me i was very much evaluating is it the environment that has mm. induced this timidity. Mm. Mm. Um, and if it is, then that's problematic. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, in response to that, it was a very intentional decision on my part. Mm. Um, and Anita even asked me afterwards, like, oh, but you didn't say where you stand almost. And mm. I was like, it was more so because I thought, okay, I'm given a framework by which we can assess these things i want it to be as neutral as possible and i mm. wanted to make equal arguments if that makes sense for each stance because mm. i'm saying like the way i was thinking about it was i'm saying there's a way each stance is correct before god mm. right and so i didn't want to and and i might have done this in error because like i said anita mentioned that you're mentioning it so I, I probably should have and afterwards i was like freely when in talking to people i feel like yeah now nah, I'm, I'm in the reject camp all day but you know, um, yeah and it was like i i just felt like um i so in my notes there was even with all of the other stuff with christmas with easter there were points on it that again reflect my so on those in as much as it's redemption it's not yeah in as much as it's receiving those i am receiving 
because like Anita doesn't have a problem with a tree and I don't need to make her feel guilty about that because mm. who cares like at the end of the yeah. day that's not going to take you to hell you know yeah. but I felt like that distracted from the simplicity of this is the framework this is how you yeah. use it go on and do your own thing yeah. don't judge each other but make sure you're con like make sure you're following those things so yeah. that's why I didn't take a stand on anything and wanted to present equally all of those um, options. Uh, so it was a very intentional decision. Um, and it was definitely not like me not wanting to take a stand because of anyone there or anything like mm. that's, that's one thing it's, I'm not even, I'm not even worried about offending people because I feel like people know my heart, especially in church. They, they know who I am. They know my heart. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. they're not going to take offense at anything. And if they yeah. do, at least for those there, we're a small church. There is channels to get to me to be like, did you mean this by that? Or yeah, you know, yeah. or someone will speak yeah. to Anita about that, and like, she will be able to like have my get back. Get you for your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. It, it was yeah. it was literally just that. It was thinking, no, just present a a neutral. This is the thing because if they're all mm. right, and I, you know, make because I, I'm reject, and ideally I'd have everyone rejects, but that's not the point. So it's yeah. like I didn't want to. I felt like that would, that would taint it somewhat, and mm. like yeah, but you reject, but you're saying receive is okay, and and that was why I was just like yeah, I made yeah, that decision I, to to not do to not I, present myself. I, yeah, I think um, so. The the reason that I really wondered about that and, and I did really wonder about it is um, sometimes the self-consciousness and, and timidity is quite insidious and subconscious it isn't overt within the mm. within the environment and mm. so there may be certain things that um, would happen behind the scenes or just like or almost like microaggression type situations mm. where mm. you then go okay cool it's not intentional, but I just know that, all right, let me just kind of part this here and there. Mm. Um, and I think it arguably, I could be wrong, but arguably you making your stance known may have actually strengthened your point from the perspective yeah. of um, this is my stance. But if you don't have that, how mm. do we now dialogue? based off mm. of this framework mm. and if you don't have this stance as well how do I now dialogue with you if I'm saying don't judge and I come condemning you mm. then I've just gone against this entire framework mm. um, and so that then opens up conversation and dialogue from the perspective of this is a framework this is where I stand mm. how do we still relate to each other in a way that is loving mm. um, so I think that may have strengthened it mm. um, so yeah that's that's like almost feedback um, and a curiosity, um, given the nature of the church and stuff. So I'm happy to hear that it wasn't a conscious, it was a conscious decision and oh, not yeah. Yeah. something that was almost um, unknowingly imposed. Yeah. I mean, just, just a random side note, because I think it, it does, I think it elevates something that you're doing. If, you know, so our church is different because it's not it's never the same person i mean unless there's a series going on it's not like this is the person that's always speaking i'm not always the teacher you know giving a sermon so it, it doesn't apply in the same sense but where you for instance give churches or are given as you're looking maybe a couple of chances to get a full sense of things if you were to come to another of my sermons or something like that you would notice you know i'm i'm happy to talk about like in i think this is the only sermon I haven't made like a fighting reference or a martial arts <laughs> reference. Like every time I've spoken, there's been something to do with fighting or, or violence mm. and, and MMA. And again, and that's that's a thing where there are people in the church that don't think martial arts are redeemable. It's like, why are you learning to hurt someone and mm. the roots of it and stuff like that? Yeah. But again, I feel that that same liberty comes in. The Bible doesn't say don't train in martial arts. Yeah. It says, you know, don't murder. So, and as much as I know how to, as long as I don't, you know. Yeah. Um, so there, you you know, if you were to have, uh, or the point I'm making is, if someone gives 
when you're looking for a church and you give you you have the wisdom to give it more than one chance you actually get to see something yeah. where you may have seen a timidity that gave you pause a little bit legitimately um you would have come to that and be like oh no 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 that's peter that's peter Dion talking violence yeah. for no reason yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 and 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 again as i said that like, it's I really enjoyed how much of yourself you were able to bring, even in a way that you dissected a word and you you really laid out your research and like systematically went through things. I'm like, this is Peter down to a T. Like you haven't you haven't sugarcoated, you haven't softened, you haven't like hidden any part of yourself within that. And for me, for someone to be able to do that from the pulpit is a mark of the openness and the authenticity within the church. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that that sat really well. And that's why the perceived timidity really stood out to me. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, mm-hmm. if you're able to present yourself so fully, why did you, mm-hmm. so it's like you fought in a, like you were in a fight and you fought your heart out, but you didn't follow through the f- f- final punch. Mm-hmm. It's like, why didn't you do that? Mm-hmm. Um, that, that would have in as much as yes, you beat the person to a pulp or whatever that would have like made your victory um, undeniable. Mm -hmm. That knockout punch almost. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah. And, and so yeah, that's, that's feedback. And Mm -hmm. hopefully it's all positive. It is positive. And in terms of the message itself. So I wanted to push back. Mm. I wanted to push back slightly. There it is. I wanted to push back slightly. And I, I know that the, the caveat for that sp- specific instance was um, events, was mm. like special days and occasions. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that was the context in which it was spoken. Mm. But I have historically, um, I believe, I could be mistaken, but I believe there have been events within Christianity that, those three um, criteria in terms of witness, um, Mm. conscience before God and stuff like that, even in the Bible, Mm. people have been able to argue, but in hindsight have recognized that, yo, like this isn't what we should have done. And Mm. so before Paul came to Christ, he said he, with a clear conscience he was mm. persecuting the church mm. thinking he was doing what god wanted him to do mm. and so mm. there was a sincerity there and he thought he was doing the nation of israel mm. a service by yeah. persecuting mm. the church and so all three of those criteria have been met mm. but he well, was doing something exactly to, to him anyways to him yeah okay no no i'll, I'll let you finish the point yeah, yeah. no finish the point because i see where um, you're going yeah and but obviously there was conviction there in the sense of he met Jesus and realized that mm-hmm. yo like this isn't what I was meant to be doing. But mm-hmm. when he was a Pharisee, mm-hmm. thinking these people are blaspheming the God that I serve, mm-hmm. um, and I can exercise my this holy wrath mm-hmm. by per- persecuting them and killing them and putting them in prisons and stuff, and affirming and standing in 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 agreement when they when they're being killed and stuff thinking that I am doing my nation a service and I'm I'm doing a service unto God. Mm-hmm. Um, and arguably the Crusades. Now, mm-hmm. I don't know the, the mindsets behind that. And and the KKK, like, bro, mm-hmm. them men were going to church. Them men, and it's, and, and it's, and then we've got, um, obviously cults who have misinterpreted the, the Bible and stuff. And, and I'm just like, okay, um, mm-hmm. it seems like, um our like ticking those boxes may be subjective. Mm. So that's that's why I was just like I would push back on that as yeah. because because we have evidence of how bad it had gone. But you I think you were gonna say something, especially in regards to Paul. Yeah, so so the reason I stopped is because I think you're making a bigger point than just Paul. And yeah, the the pushback on Paul was he was in essence a Pharisee, and yes. the idea of love God, love your neighbor, was Christ's summary. So that's a distinct yes. Christian thing because the Pharisees also thought that they were doing the right thing, but then mm-hmm. they were like condemning Christ for healing on the Sabbath, 
which yes. was hypocritical because they would remove a yeah, Christ made a point. If your sheep goes into the ridge, will you not take it out on the Sabbath yeah. sort of thing? Right. Yeah. For him, you we are his sheep. He's still he's doing the right thing. Yeah. So it, 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 the pushback was, yeah, Paul's conviction wasn't entirely Christian. I think the uniqueness of that Christian thing makes a difference. However, I do think you're making a bigger point, which is why I pulled back. And I think you're right. Um, and that's the that's the danger of the human heart almost mm. is we can quite easily deceive ourselves into thinking something completely wrong is right. I mean, um, who is it? So <laughs> and it's funny, this is a Jewish guy. You know Ben Shapiro? Yes. Yeah, Jewish guy, Jewish. I, I don't know if he's a pundit or an intellectual, uh, but he's definitely a famous sort of Republican that likes, you know, doing this whole takedowns and, you know, articulating things and winning debates and all that. He's not Christian. Um, but he turns up on my feed quite a lot because I, I like to sort of be informed on every side. So I know, mm -hmm. you know, the algorithm if you look at something and if you like something then it will suggest stuff for you so my algorithm is you know half the time black lives matter stuff half the time the, uh, republicans you know half the time yeah. democrat because i want to be aware and i am aware of what the algorithm is doing but he made this point and and he was sort of um uh oh where was i going i've completely lost my train of thought I was talking about Ben Shapiro because um, I had mentioned Christian liberty, subjective, the hearts of men. Um, yes, yes, thank you, yeah. thank you. So he was reacting to woke religion TikToks, and there was one guy on there, and again, in all sincerity of his face, at the very least, he's making an argument for homosexuality not being a sin in the Bible, <laughs> and. He, yeah, it's going down to, yeah, if you go to the original languages and context, and then they weren't they weren't saying that this is wrong. They were saying something else wrong. It was like, and it was, it's funny because you can see, oh, he, he actually believes what he's saying. And he actually thinks that he's interpreting the word in the right way. And he's actually trying to say this. And you th he thinks he's helping someone, but actually you're probably doing something very dangerous yeah. be you know really really conveniently mm -hmm. translating or interpreting these things in a way that suits you and your woke culture um so i think we, we can definitely do that i think that's right i think maybe the caveat i should have added was that the, all of these things need to be informed by good doctrine and by a, a Berean style approach to the word where in as much as you have a clear conscience on this or in as much as you don't think this is presenting a stumbling block or, this, or even in as much as you don't think the Bible actually talks about this, does the Bible actually not talk about it? Have you studied, you know, not, yeah, have you studied? Have you, have you shown yourself, you know, are you a diligent student of God's word? Yeah. Because those things then inform our conscience and inform what, what is clear and isn't clear in our conscience. There were slave owners, you know, that would present to be Christian and oh. somehow that worked in their head. And there were, yeah. you know, preachers on the slave ships, you know, somehow that worked in their head. But again, I think, yeah, I, I probably could have caveated that with we as human beings can easily deceive ourselves. You know, the, the, you know who can know the, the, the nature of the heart? It is yeah, deceptively, desperately, desperately wicked. wicked yeah. you know? So I, I probably could have caveated that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I think in, in terms and I, I'm hoping that you're not doing this, but like with any given sermon, you can't you can't. Um, you can't neatly tie a bow. I mean, if I knew you were coming, I probably would have put a slide up that does that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, hold on. There's going to be hostile. There's hostile. There's hostiles in the crowd. Make sure you're covered. <laughs> nah, and, nah. You're right. Yeah, you're right. So, you can't cover all bases. Yeah. yeah, you can't cover all bases. And so yeah. there, there will be things. And I think for me, and and especially because of the angle that I approach things from, from a from a, almost like a human rights, uh, race relational sort of perspective. I, I am very aware and it's always, almost always at the forefront of my mind mm. the injustices that have been done mm. in the name of, yeah. of faith. Mm. And 
I actively wonder how do we safeguard against these things? Because mm. uh, Trevor Noah had mentioned on um, the breakfast, uh, breakfast show, whatever it's called. Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club. That anyone can get the Bible to say anything they want it to say. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. And that if, you're, if you're charismatic enough, you can convince anyone that what you're saying is right. Yeah. And then create a whole cult and a whole following at the back of that. Mm. And so how how do we... And so I, I believe that as Christians or even as leaders, the point isn't to get people to just blindly follow what we want them to follow, mm. what we say. But as you said, this Berea mentality that you diligently study and search the Bible for yourself. Mm. Um, so don't just take what I say at face value and be like, oh yeah, this is what God says, I'm running with it. No, go study it. And if you think I'm wrong, let's chop it up. Mm. Educate me. Like, let's let's go through this because I'm not infallible. Um, and so there's always this mindset of how do we create robust and, um, yeah, just robust frameworks in which people can really be challenged, can grow and recognise their biases and recognise their their perspectives and how subjective they are when they come to the word. And so I, I, I approach everything from this, from that perspective. Mm. Um, and so when I heard it, I was like, okay, the context in which you gave it was very much around special days. That's mm. all you mentioned. It was like birthdays, Christmas, Halloween, Easter, mm. all of the special days. Um, but seeing that framework and recognizing that that framework can be abused mm. within a wider context was mm. like, okay, um how so my my thing was so my pushback would have been how do we then safeguard that in a wider context but that takes pulls you out of your sermon mm. into a wider conversation mm. um into interracial and not just racial but just injustice and justice around the world um and especially in the name of religion yeah yes specifically in the name of mm. religion where it's like, well, I am doing this because mm. Jesus is white. Like there's a white <laughs> Jesus and everyone who isn't white isn't going to heaven anyways. You're subhuman. Mm. So mm. I am doing a just cause for my white brother and showing him that Jesus is white mm. by lynching this black person. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, yo, like how, how do we reconcile for God so loved the world? Yeah, yeah. So if you had good doctrine, if you had a, if you had, if you really studied the Bible, if you really yeah. objectively looked at what the Bible was saying, why it's saying it, um, you can't, you can't justify that. You can't, yeah. you can't find that conclusion at all. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So again, so and and it's 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 interesting um, because you're right in if you actually study your Bible, there are certain things that you be able to certain um conclusions that you you be able to come to you i also recognize as i said so that there's three things that i there's there's a lot of threes in this conversation yeah there are, there are three things that i there are three approaches that i have for the bible and i think i've mentioned this a few times on the podcast yeah. firstly the bible is is divine like yeah. it is god's word it's god breathed it is what it, like in its entirety is what God has given us to live a righteous life and to live a life that glorifies him and get to know him most importantly. Um, secondly, the, the Bible is, is, is of human, like it is, the Bible is human mm. and that was written by humans, inspired by God. And so equally, even as we are able to read it and be like, all right, this is what God is saying. Equally, we are able to dissect it from a human perspective. Mm. Um, but thirdly, no one approaches the Bible objectively. Mm. Like everyone has a perspective, has a background, has a lived experience, has something which they read into the Bible. And even the fact of we don't know the context or the cultural context fully within the Bible means that we misread or misinterpret cultural nuances and stuff like that. A a rich white person will read the Bible differently from a poor black person or for a, a white a white man will read it slightly different from a white woman, just based on different um, cultural lenses and, and gender lenses and stuff, mm. um, which then means that we can never read the Bible in isolation. Mm. We need a wider group around us. 
Um, and ideally, we need a varying group around us to have mm. a varying um, sense of perspectives and stuff. If we're just in a homogenous environment, then we're just going to be in an echo chamber, mm. just getting the same things over and over again. Mm. And this can easily be done through commentaries and blah, 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 and actual conversations and stuff. Um, so even in studying diligently, we can be studying erroneously diligently. Mm. Um, but then thinking, oh, Rob, I've spent two hours in my Bible. God says, bun all the gay people, like whatever. <laughs> like this, this is it. Mm. Um, I'm going to run with it. And then we go back into our cultish churches, which mm. echo these things mm-hmm. without being intentional about introducing and listening to external voices. Mm. And I think that that would be one thing that I would say in addition to what you say in terms of diligent studies and stuff is like, it's almost what you do with your YouTube algorithm. Mm. Mm. Try to listen to different voices. Mm. Try to, to disrupt the algorithm. Like, you might be Pentecostal, listen to a Roman Catholic every now and then just to kind of see what they're saying. <laughs> yeah, the funny, the funny example, funny example is uh, again, yeah, because I, I do intentionally with my algorithm. Um, I have a Mike Todd um, sermon, mm. like you know, suggested, and then like a few videos up, I have a he's a he's I think he's definitely like Calvinist, but you know, a theologian. Debunking. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, god. You know, I've yeah. I've got the same thing. I've got yeah. the exact same thing. Don't listen to Mike Todd. I was like, okay, yeah. And and even and even then it's one one of the theology lecturers that I had mentioned the only way to truly um debunk or to disprove a heresy is to actually understand it. Mm-hmm. And so, we, and, and not, not just to understand it, but almost to be able to sympathize with how they got there. Yeah. To then say, all right, cool. We deviated here. Then we deviated there. Mm-hmm. And then we got here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so these are the points of deviation. This is mm-hmm. how we can almost, try to realign with what the Bible is saying. But then it also serves as a um, a warning for you. Mm-hmm. Mm. Being able to sympathize, oh, okay, cool. So it may have been that this person, so that, that there, was a, there was a preacher who was preaching and he gave a story about um, having grown up in poverty, not being able to like have three meals a day. He used to go hungry this and that, and then he started preaching and things started changing. And then he had gone to lunch or dinner with, with a couple of his associates and they'd gone to a restaurant and he ordered almost everything on the on the menu. Mm-hmm. And his associate was like, like, what's, what's going on? You can't, you can't finish that. And he tore his associate a new one saying, yo, don't watch my thing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to eat what I want to eat you eat like you do your thing mm. and in that story and he no surprise he was a prosperity gospel preacher but in that story even before i had formed this theological uh, uh, worldview i was like your childhood experiences shaped mm. the way that you view god and his blessings the way that you view your position as a son, the way that you view your Christian liberties now. And bro, if if you want to eat everything in the shop, do that. Don't equate that to God. <laughs> That's mm. your decision. Mm. Don't equate that to God. Like you're the person who's being gl- gluttonous right now. Mm. It isn't God who's provided you with this blessing <laughs> and stuff. Yes, he has, but you're abusing it. Um, and so that there, I think the point I was trying to make was almost the, the, the theology can sometimes betray, yes, heresies can almost reveal a deficiency within you. 
um, from a perspective of something that you didn't have or the lack mm. or the way that you've lived and which is now tainted or influenced the way that you, you view God. Mm. Uh, and being able to sympathize with that can be like, all right, cool. You may know God, but I recognize that there's this trauma in your life, mm. which is now influencing the way that you read the Bible. Mm. How do we pray healing in this place mm. and correction in this place? Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think, so, yeah, that, that was my pushback in terms of, all right, how do we safeguard um, this, this structure, which is helpful mm. um, from being abused because of the deception within our hearts? Mm. Mm. Um, yeah. Mm. No, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. And I actually just ran, just to come back to the point of what your theologian lecturer um, of yeah, your, yeah, lecturer mentioned, um, I think that's correcting in love as well, because otherwise mm. it's just it's just persecution, you know, for yeah. the point of the person that has the heresy or that believes erroneously, you're just persecuting me, you know, mm. you're, you're just coming in, yeah, it's, in essence, the devil's trying to use you to, to stop me from receiving God's blessings, but when you try and understand, then before you come and you're trying to correct, then you're, you're, you're. It's I think it's love because you're you're yeah. you're more concerned with the person than we're just tearing the person down or, or tearing down something that, you know, erroneously or not, gives them gives them some some manner of hope, you know, gives them some manner of uh, closeness to God. Now it might not be perfect, and you know, we, God is able to 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 do that. But then if you're not if you're not coming in clearing cleaning that up with love then actually are you even helping at all yeah mm. that's mad there's last last story but there was a apparently there was there was a guy who was um marked as a heretic and i think i i, I may be like massively misquoting what his fingers but i think if i remember correctly he was one of the first that was really pushing the theology of the Trinity. Okay. And they were like, nah, heretic, blah, blah, blah. Because I, I believe um, initially they had Roman Catholic Church. Mary was part of the Trinity. Yeah. Holy Mother. But he was like, yeah, nah, it's not the Mother, it's the Holy mm. Spirit. Like, put, mm. like really push, pressing that. They killed him mm. because of that only to then very shortly after realize that, yo, my man was right. Hmm. You got that I in your hands, what you gonna it's do? It's mad. Mm, yeah. It's mad. Mm. It's like, bro, you man killed him. Mm. If, if we had taken this, this approach to really try to understand where he's coming from yeah. and just, yeah, the, just identify the points of deviation that we think and blah, blah, blah. Mm really walk with the scriptures walk through the scriptures with him to be like okay how did you come how did you come to this point let's lay it out let's do these things mm -hmm. um bro they they killed him Mad. only to then not long after be like yo i think he was onto something yeah oh, there you go so yeah even sometimes the heretics can hold a kernel of truth mm. that we can learn from yeah. If we're not quick to dismiss them, yeah. All right, cool, yeah. cool, cool. That was good, man. Half an hour, <laughs> like, man. One hour, feel, one feel, hour conversation. I feel, I feel like that that last point was like, yeah, Peter's a heretic, but still he could help. <laughs> Do you know what? When when Anita came onto the onto the mic afterwards, yeah, I was like, yeah, she came with fire. She came with him. I felt I felt I felt some type of way after that. I was like, yeah. So like Peter sending shots. <laughs> Nah, but good sermon. It was good. Yeah. It was good to be down at the church. It was good to just interact. Um, yeah. Just get a feel for it. The, the kids loved it. And this, this yeah. is a plug. If anyone's looking for a church and they're local to like Wandsworth areas, yeah. yeah. Holler, yeah. holler the pod, holler the podcast. We'll, we'll put you in touch and stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah it was good. It was good little space. Nice. No, it was good. It was good to have you. It was good to have you for sure. Um, yeah, cool. <laughs>
Um, so not, sorry. Uh, oh my god, yeah. Hookups. You're tired. You're tired. <laughs> so not sorry. Let's start again. Yeah, cool. Hookups. Shall I? I'll go. Yeah, I'll you go ahead. Yeah. yeah, you can go first. Go first. No, so, so my hookup is a feature on most phones. I think iPhones can do this as well. But basically, you can set a timer for various apps. Um, yes. Yes. Yeah. So I've been doing that recently. So I. I can only use like Instagram for like 15 minutes a day and um, YouTube. Well, YouTube, because I learn a lot more on YouTube. I've got it for like 60 minutes or so. Okay. But literally, I mean, you can still, you can always override it. You can change the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I find adding that little layer of friction means, you know, 15 minutes and then my app won't, my phone won't let me go on Instagram. So, okay, cool. Uh, You know, it just gives me a chance to, to, to let go of that and yeah. not waste too much time on that. So app timers, you can get in app info on your phone, at least if you use an Android phone, it's in app info. Mm. Um, I think iPhone have a way of doing it as well. Probably yeah, yeah. iPhone is under um, screen time. Screen time. There if you go into your setting, yeah. go go to screen time. Yeah. And then you've got like downtime, app limits, communi- yeah. communication limits and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, set, I set the same thing. So I've, I've got like, from nine till nine, my phone is on do not disturb. Yeah, so I think I actually took that idea from you. So at ten, my phone goes it goes into black and white, and then it goes to the do not mm. disturb. Um, and I can't, yeah, I won't get notifications at all. Yeah, yeah I think I got that idea from you, but yeah. taking that extra step further with the apps, so yeah, specific so apps I can't use. That's for the third time. So social media is outside of WhatsApp. Mm. Um, I don't actually have Twitter anymore, but Instagram, I've set it to like half an hour and I thought that was militant. Like you came with a 15 minutes, just undercut me. Um, but Instagram as well hasn't... Watch has Robert in- do one minute. Come on. Now, Rob- Robert, yeah. Instagram has an inbuilt timer as well. Oh, really? The app so itself? In it, 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 it'll show you how long you've been on the app for and it'll give you like right. an average average time breakdown. Mm. Um, but yeah, I've, I've flaunted my half an hour so much this month because of the of course, exhibition yeah, stuff. Yeah, fair enough. There's going to be a downtime again before December, which mm. there, there's, there's another one happening again. Um, yeah. And yeah. Mm. My hookup is an album. Ooh. This album is old. 2017 2017 wow five years old (laughs) um from sam smith oh interesting yeah sam smith the thrill of it all okay um for the for the church lot it's got some some spicy (laughs) some spicy tracks on it Mm -hmm. one of them talking about holy father why are you mad at me i love him um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, dude, dude has a good voice. Um, do you know what? It's I'm finding that it's because um, I'm doing so many things. Mm. It's the mellowness of the music and the singing mm. and stuff that I just yeah just kind of helps me get into that zone. So I've been listening to a lot more like Sam Smith, James Bay, um, mm. them them sort of guys. Um, even the arcane, um, mm, the guys that did that, yeah, yeah, just yeah, so it's, it's a lot more mellow, even Abimaro, mm. like, yeah, yo, but she's Christian yeah. though, she is, she is. Yeah. They made she made uh songs about the, the gospels, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm. But unfortunately, she's not with her band anymore, so it's just Abimaro, mm. so it's no longer Abimaro, it's just Abimaro. Mm. Um, so not a lot of their old songs are on Spotify, but her mm. she's still flinging stuff out. Yeah. Um, but she hasn't got a massive body of work. But yeah, listen to Abimaro as well, man. Mm. Hey, come on. But yeah, my my hookup is Sam Smith uh, for the thrill of it all. Mm. Cool. Um, cool. Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah, well, that's that's us lot. Um, Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for uh, downloading, jump, uh, jumping in and spending an hour with us. Um, yeah. Uh, 
I've forgotten how Robert goes into the signposting, you know. Um, <laughs> he just goes in. Yeah, you can um, reach us on yeah, um, no. Instagram at the fan at the furnace UK. Um or at the furnace, yeah, the furnace UK, I believe, on Instagram. Um holler us there. You can reach us on by email, um tbsfurnace at hotmail.com or not dot called at UK, I believe. I'm doing this terribly. Um, You can find us on all podcasting websites and and apps. Just search for The Blacksmith's Furnace. Uh, We are on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash The Blacksmith's Furnace without an apostrophe. Um, But yeah, uh, till, till next time, these are the heavy hitters, the better 99% of the podcast signing out. Peace.